someone's cursing my lord late night lunch someone's puffling my lord late night lunch someone's growing my lord late night lunch oh lord late night lunch this is a post watershed production Good evening, Great Britain. Join us, if you will, as we position ourselves betwixt the devil and the deep blue sea. I am your rock, Aaron Bliss, and opposite me is your hard place, Mike Large. Evening all. Yeah, we think tonight's show is going to be extra entertaining. The theme tonight will be moral or ethical dilemmas. Mike, let's let's first try and come to a reasonable definition of what constitutes a moral dilemma. What, what, What do you think? What would you suggest a moral dilemma is? A, d- a definition rather than a de- a, just a definition for now. Well, anyone who don't you know anyone ignorant who doesn't kind of understand what a moral dilemma is. But it, it's a dilemma with moral. <laughs> it's <laughs> brilliant, when, Mike. Like, you articulate okay, yourself well, so well. <laughs> when your ethics are questioned, like in what way? What do you mean in what way? In what way would they be questioned in a moral dilemma? That's not way. very clear. Okay, let me try and make I d- it I don't clear know. what I, I think you meant. I can't really. It's a moral dilemma. Ones. I can't. I can't. You kind of you can't articulate what you're thinking. Well, no, and also when you define something, you're not supposed to use the words. No. In, and I can't manage it without <laughs> using moral to. or dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. No, uh, I think what mo- <laughs> I think what what a moral dilemma is termed for most people is it's. It's generally a choice between two opposing ideas, and either choice will cost someone in some way. Thus, it tests your and moral fibre. Which exactly? Which which choice would you know? How how do you choose to solve a moral dilemma? Do you go for the choice which will hurt another person the least? Do you go for the choice that hurts you rather than another person? All these kind of things come into play. But obviously, you know, we're there all we're, we're all wired differently. So there are people devoid of morals. There will be ethics, people, so. yeah, who who, mor- who don't have a very well developed moral sense of morals. Yeah, people like that, <sighs> for whatever reason. Hey, Mike. Hey, don't start. <laughs> I thought we'd start by Mike. Can you Hit think me. of any? Can you think of any real moral dilemmas that you faced in your own life? <laughs> <laughs> I can think of some that I'm not on, going dude. to discuss because. Come on, tri- okay, treat well, it as a confession. I can, I can think. Yeah, there is your yeah confession, right? Yeah, that's a good idea. Father, forgive me. I've given up on that, mate. <laughs> I'm going to hell. So you got your basic thing that most people have probably experienced at some point, or you know, if you haven't, lucky you, because it is quite a dilemma. Uh, no, just cause one anyway. So you're out with your, with your mates or whatever on the raz, and you see you see someone, maybe a group of girls or maybe a girl standing at the bar by herself, or, and you look at her and you, you look her up and down and Jesus Christ, hello, you know, and you think to yourself, I'd like myself, you know, I'd like myself a bit of that. She turns round. You're not sure. You're not sure. How old she is? Is she? Is she? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you cringe, and like people will be, but you all know full well what I'm saying. And then you think to yourself, okay, 
she's, she's what, here. What, what are your thought processes? All right. Come on. You think, all right, is she old enough? Mm, not sure. I can't, you know, she might be, she might not be. Then you think to yourself, well, she's here, therefore, despite the fact that she doesn't look old enough, she's, she's, in, she's in this place, wherever you are, presumably she's drinking... So, uh, so you're she, putting the responsibility onto the bouncers and the bar staff. Absolutely. Than you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> always, always, if you can. You know, that's that's a that's a moral dilemma, isn't it? And then obviously, you know, the choice is, you know, do you do you? I I'm not sure that's a good example of a moral dilemma. Of course because, it is. Yeah, but you've got two choices, and uh, yeah, you bang they're, or they're, you don't. But they're not they're not equally negative, are they? For instance, if you don't decide not to approach her. That that's not really going to cost you much because that's exactly the same situation. Oh, if you decide to approach her, you put one through her, and then she's, <laughs> and then, and then she's. It turns out you know she's not old enough. Then yeah, you obviously get in like trouble and like you know that ain't good. That ain't good. You no, know, that ain't good for no person. But but then if if you don't pursue her, if you don't go after her, and you you know she, you don't rut her, and she turns out that she that she is old enough. To me, I I kick myself just as hard. Okay. On a personal level, I'd be as disappointed of myself. <laughs> moral, moral dilemmas, ethical paradoxes, whatever you want to call them. Mike, it seems to me that this is uh, this is this ties in with a lot of other stuff we've talked about. I believe. Did we have a show on karma? Did we have a late night large on karma? Did we do karma? I think we might have. It ties in with karma. It also ties in with freedom. It ties in with positive and negative liberty. Moral dilemmas to me. Okay. For instance, let, let's talk about the extremes, okay? The extremes of a moral dilemma, obviously, are generally the threat of death. So, I would suggest that a realistic extreme, as in, you know, something that's quite topical and has, has happened in our recent history, the Nazis. And we do bring them up a lot. For instance, an SS guard. Is that not the ultimate moral dilemma? You become an SS guard, you commit, you know, unthinkable atrocities towards... Jewish people as well as a lot of other people that don't agree with the Nazi re- regime what's the alternative probably be killed would you would you agree with that I guess when you put it like that uh, again it, we're not discussing war criminals we're just you know people are members of the SS I, I'd imagine a lot of them would have had to go through that moral dilemma what, so okay yeah kill or be killed yeah I mean that that's that's what you suggest the the most brutal uh, animal instinct comes down to for moral dilemmas and then at the opposite end of the scale you have for instance something that Mike just talked about <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of a really really stupid uh, okay here's an example of possibly one of the weakest oh, moral dilemmas I had one but fine you go, go on no g- give me your example Mike I was just thinking about stealing the penny sweets and things like when you were okay well uh, yeah do you know what the funny thing is I, I had the same kind of idea it was oh. kids with sweets kids with sweets I, I wasn't going to say stealing but actually stealing's a better idea yeah of course it's a better idea you were uh, for instance okay let's give a great example you've been given 20 people you gave, got given 20 people by your mum you right. go into the pick and mix yeah and uh, you, you start picking out a handful of sweets and then you realise actually what you really want is that sweet sour bar that costs 25p so you don't have enough money for it you don't have any friends with you to borrow money off like you say the moral dilemma is I want that sweet so badly I can't afford it okay. should I steal it you know it's early early example of a moral dilemma and I've got to say I failed that in the past the, uh, disgusting the, vile human the, being the only time I remember stealing anything as a child I must have been 5 or 6 years old 
it was in the really old school post office I wanted a penny sweet and I tugged on my mum's arm and I was like um, can I have a penny sweet or whatever and she said no we're not getting any sweets today and I just I just grabbed one and put it in my mouth you thug clearly I got it beaten out of me because my moral code's a little bit more strong now well, I would suggest my moral code well, I was just about to suggest that my mum was half, always that Yeah, strong. you'd have eaten half the shop before your mum caught up with you. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my problem was, I think, personally, my problem with that moral dilemma was I had too much of a conscience because I only took one. You know, if I, if I was only telling like you, I would have just like kept loading them into my mouth. until. <laughs> Can I just point out, you're saying that, but I never did that. You've done it. You're the one that, you know... No, you just, you just steal food here. off friends. I just I don't steal food <laughs> off friends. You I don't steal, steal anything. food off my plate. I never, I've never stolen from anyone <laughs> in my life. Well, <laughs> nothing. Okay, I'm stop. I've got to stop. Uh, yeah, exactly. Before you confess too much to the father, who's trying to absolve you of your sins. But moral dilemmas. Read a few obvious examples that are given, sort of in philosophy and such. One of my favourite stories I heard one time. I don't know if you've heard this very famous story about... I, I say story, I'm pretty sure it's true, because it, it was recounting a story that actually happened, I believe, at sea. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. There was a, a group of sailors who, I believe they got shipwrecked. Anyway, they, they managed to get into a lifeboat. So so their, their boat had sank, but, but they got onto a lifeboat, OK? Oh, yeah. And they floated away. I think there were four or five of them. OK, the problem is, they uh, they had no idea where they were going. They were drifting... On a, on a dead current they they didn't know which direction they were going they didn't know where land was uh, they, they didn't have any supplies off the ship so basically they were dead in the water they were waiting to be rescued otherwise they were done for so days and days go by of course they're baking in the sun as well there's no, no refuge from the sun beating down on them and days go by they've run out of every, every bit of water they had on them and of course you can drink very little seawater before it makes you very ill. Obviously, they're all hungry as well, famished, sunburned, but the main problem is obviously they're, they're incredibly thirsty. They got to the stage where some of them were practically half dead, and they said to each other, can we make a pact that one of us sacrifices ourselves? One of us agrees to be killed and eaten by the rest of the crew to keep us alive because otherwise we'll all just slowly die here together. And I I think they might have gone through a, I don't know, picking straws or something to decide. But, I mean, is that not the ultimate moral dilemma? Do you all die? Or do you slaughter your own friend in order to help yourself survive by, you know, eating their meat and drinking their blood? That is pretty, uh, that's pretty heavy, that is. It, it was a hell of a heavy situation. And what happened was... I think again I'm I'm trying to recall it I think what happened was they actually did do the drawing straws thing and the person who lost actually changed their mind <laughs> not not uh, not completely surprisingly changed their mind they bottled out and they said no no I'm not doing it and the others you know they couldn't very well just kill him against their will because I mean their you know their their consciences were strained already so they you know they said okay okay we won't do it but then as luck would have it <laughs> in a very bitter ironic way he died anyway of exposure I think he he actually died before anyone else of like exposure so they did end up carving him up eating and drinking him and I believe it sustained them just long enough for them to be rescued finally they were seen by another ship but 
Code of the Sea, none of them told what had happened when they got back until I'd imagine they were on their deathbeds or something to avoid obviously having having some kind of trial or whatever about murdering their friend or or what have you but I mean that 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 was just a great true story I remember but there's also I think a philosophical argument that's given a classic example of two people like I say two people who are drowning in the ocean and they see a plank floating that can only sustain one of them it's only big enough to sustain one of their weights so the first person goes to get on it and the second person being a weaker swimmer pushes the first person out of the way to climb onto the uh, onto the plank ends up surviving while the other person drowns when he's eventually rescued does he get tried for murder or is it self-defence what happened because I have no idea what happened with what the second one I gave was just a, a philosophical oh, argument. Really happen. No, it didn't happen. Aww. But w- w- what do you what do you think would happen? Do you, do you think they get tried for murder, or would it be self defence? I don't know. That's different. Well, it's not because it's, it's not, not mur- it, it's uh, not classically uh, murder or self defence, is it? Because the, the, the anybody giving the self defence would say, "Well, if I hadn't done it, then I'd have died." But at the same time, that person wasn't directly trying to kill them. Manslaughter. Possibly. I'd imagine surviving that situation, you probably would be willing to go to prison rather than die. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess so. But it's an interesting point. I'll, I'll mull that over. It's how extreme they can get, the I, moral dilemmas. That philosophical debate is uh, known as the plank of Carnides, with the plank that they were trying to survive on, and was it murder or self-defence? More philosophical uh, debates can be discovered with things like the Samaritan's Dilemma. Mike, have you ever heard that term Samaritan's Dilemma? Until we looked at it at Wikipedia? <laughs> no, probably not. I'd probably be familiar with it but not the, the use of the term. Yeah, I had a quick peruse of it. it. It takes moral dilemmas to the next level and very much political. Yeah, the Sam- basically, I mean, it's... I figured we might go that way. Well, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it, it isn't the be on and end of the Samaritan's Dilemma. It's just a small version of a very big argument the Samaritan's Dilemma is the school of thought that proposes that you can do more damage to the poor by giving them constant aid i.e. from the state this is the argument that kind of feeds into the benefits cheese thing we could digress here massively let's be careful not to of course not no but the ba- the basic philosophy is uh, again you'd have to be of certain persuasion to suggest this but as well as some people saying you must give aid to the poor, help them improve their lot in life, you know, help them get by so they can improve their lot in life, a lot of other people think that if you guarantee constant aid, then certain people will just take advantage of it and will just use that as their source of income and or survival in the absence of any other ambition. So, you know, that's the basic argument. While, just to balance the argument out, an opposing argument, which I think uh, is a Marxist theory, but uh, the opposing argument is, you know, the very giving, the very giving itself, can also just reinforce the roles of the rich taking from the poor and forcing the poor to beg for what little they get, thus reinforcing their uh, social roles, meaning that they can never ever get closer to each other. So there you go, that's the opposing sides of that argument. Mike, possibly the most archetypal moral dilemma that's ever given. Is it ever right to steal a loaf of bread to feed your starving family? 
I would. I mean, I, I don't think I'd know many people that wouldn't. But I don't think i know anyone that wouldn't. Mm. So, you see, this ties in with levels, levels of wrong. Because mm. the, the, in the discussion of moral dilemmas, we come across, you know, many opposing, you know, it's going to hurt this person, it's going to uh, cause this person to get poor, it's going to kill this person. But whatever belief system you have, nobody really places anything as potentially worse effect than someone dying no. thus thus a transgression such as stealing Trivial. could could be forgiven for preventing someone's death so i think most even right left wing rich poor i'm sure almost everyone would would concur that if it's a choice between dying and living then stealing is a small transgression, a small price to pay. I think most people would although, agree. Although, although does that change when the context changes? What do you mean? Well, if you're stealing a loaf of bread from a supermarket, fair enough. If you're stealing a loaf of bread from a small stallholder who relies on his income to survive himself... A loaf of bread isn't being stolen isn't going to kill him. It will save your family, is what you said. Okay. But then again, you can take it further. There's two families dying. One of them has a loaf of bread. Uh, the other yeah. one doesn't. <laughs> you know, do you steal it from the others? Or, or do you, you know, the, the most obvious thing, do you just share? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Don't share food. <laughs> Don't share food. So staying on the theme of stealing to survive, where do we put drug addicts in this moral dilemma territory? Well, there's what, what if varying a, levels of drug addict. What, 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 what if a hopeless heroin addict were to steal a loaf of bread? How would you then view the situation? Does that does that muddy the waters? Well, it depends on the, why he stole it. Okay. Um, can we assume that the reason he stole it is because he's penniless because of his drug habit and he's desperately hungry? If... Oh, I see what you're saying. Look, if he stole it to avoid death, it's it's still the same basic concept but, however but, but let's, the on, reason let's that also... he's in that situation is his own fault is that what you're saying well I'm just throwing it into the mix I mean do, does does drug addiction does mental illness okay, affect it is it some would argue that drug addiction can be a mental illness <laughs> sorry am I going too deep with when this? The, I might be planning planning a throw that it is d- depends whether like we could go on like for ages yeah of course okay but no okay let's keep it surface so okay so yeah a, a hopeless drug <coughs> addict steals a loaf of bread maybe that's a bad a bad analogy so if a hopeless drug addict okay if a hopeless drug addict steals a mobile heater is he homeless well, you would suggest so, wouldn't you? Um, or, or you'd suggest he lives in a hovel or a bedsit or, you know, somewhere not very pleasant because you wouldn't so, have thought that... Well, if he stole it, you know, if he didn't see it, he's going to die. We're in the same... Yeah, true. It's the reason he can't afford to buy one because of his drug addict. It's exactly the same as stealing a loaf of bread. Yeah, true. Well, this is what I'm saying. So It, it doesn't have to be, obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, it doesn't have to obviously be some food. <laughs> And also, no, no, no. and also, we should just make you know, we should just clarify that you know th- th- there's no particular medical evidence that someone will die unless they eat this loaf of bread right now. 
or they will die tonight if they don't have adequate heating. No, but if well, you, you honestly believe... Yeah, it will that, increase their chance of death greatly. Or, or if, if they believe they will. It's like, I don't think I'll make it through tonight. Yeah, if exactly, I yeah. yeah. Another example of a moral dilemma, because we've obviously been approaching the moral dilemma subject from the perspective of a very obvious head-on moral dilemma. Someone has two choices each of which has a trans- transgressive nature or a negative effect on someone, okay? Now we're going to talk about big business because this is another kind of moral dilemma or do we describe it as a moral... or an ethical dilemma, rather? And, you know, the argument here is generally if you're pro-big business pro-big business or, or anti-big business. But an example, okay, a great example which is given on Wikipedia, I think, is uh, the conflicts between the World Trade Organization and advocates of the Kyoto Protocol, which obviously seek to uh, make, get an agreement, get, garner an agreement between the major developed nations and developing nations on limiting their carbon emissions to a certain base level uh, where there would be big fines if they went above these levels in order to encourage us to protect the planet for future generations obviously and slow down the pace of climate change so the argument is you know is that a moral dilemma or an ethical dilemma whether big business chooses to plough on and I don't know, mine the Earth's resources, engage in deforestation, don't give a damn about their emissions in order to pursue bigger and bigger profits, because, of course, bigger profits for them mean economic growth. Or do we give slight forethought to protection of the planet for future generations and future big businesses, of course? Uh, Tricky one. It's certainly... uh certainly present, uh, poses um, ethical issues, doesn't it? Like, but like, what I was thinking, right. whilst you were rabbiting on, yes. is um, is that uh, well, is is a moral dilemma? Is it the situation, or is it a byproduct of the situation? Basically, is it something that you have? Because of the, is it the situation or something you have because of the situation being in the situation? Is what I'm saying. Like, can you call it? Is a it you mean is it created can, independently? Yeah. Like, can you call um, unless you have, or uh, you know, we use businesses unless the top dog of a business actually has morals. <laughs> like, if he doesn't, if he doesn't have morals, is it a moral dilemma? It's an interesting point. Or is it just, you know... I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit on the fence here. I'm going to give my honest appraisal of it. I don't think it's even an ethical dilemma. I think it's a choice between very few people making grotesque amounts of money in the short term and to hell with the long term. Or the large majority of the planet getting a more sustainable environment to live, work and play in uh, in future generations I don't think this comes down to economic growth, I don't think it comes down to business success, it comes down to a very few minority, uh, a very small minority of people making enormous profits at the expense of the rest of the planet I'm, you know, I'm throwing my hat into the ring, I, I think that's what it comes down to, that is the ethical dilemma to me I think, yeah, I think you're right <laughs>
And let's let, let, thanks, Mike. Let's not forget also that no one would ever be rich were it not for the Earth's resources. The Earth supports us; we don't support the Earth. Clearly, is an interesting point. You know, is that an, is that an ethical dilemma? Is it possible to have a moral dilemma if the person involved doesn't it's have morals? morals yeah. yeah, I mean, another example. Have you ever heard of moral hazard? The the, the concept of moral hazard. I recently read that again on Wikipedia. The definition of moral hazard. I think I was aware of the theory of it, but of of, yes. uh, of, of yeah. Basi- yeah. basically, moral hazard describes what the uh, the banksters did to bring about the 2008 worldwide crash. The motivation behind their behaviour. Basically, a moral hazard is the lack of an ethical dilemma, because you know me and you, or what we've just discussed, an ethical dilemma or a moral dilemma is where the person or the business involved. Okay. The business involvement we've just discussed, you know, if they agree to try and protect the planet, yes, it's slightly less profits for them, but they also have the long-term vision of a more sustainable planet and more resources to use over a longer period. So even though they would rather just make a lot more money in the short term, there is a benefit to them as well in going the other way. Now, a moral hazard, going back to the big... uh, the proponents of the banking crash a moral hazard is a situation where the negative sides the i the the transgressive nature the, the the repercussions for the person involved or the business involved are actually taken away one side the negative risks are taken away moral hazard is an example and uh, let's face it it's what happens when you have deregulation it's where when someone makes a decision, they have nothing but positives, personal positives or business positives to look to. Even to gain yes, to and even though they will cause immense damage, it will not be to them personally or to the company, because they realise that they're too big to fail. The state will pick up the tab. They can, I don't know, run away to the Cayman Islands. What? Well, it's it's a complete lack of substantial punishment for a poor decision or reward no risk or rather huge risk for everyone else no risk for the person involved yeah what what that yeah so that what the banks did how yes. they got us into a mess and the problem is uh, what we're talking about when we discuss things like wealth creators we're talking about people who take personal financial risks we're talking about people who found companies with their own money or money, you know, that's in their name, and they're risking their own money at each step. That's that's courage. That's courage to build businesses up that way. Whereas what the big banks did was risk other people's other money. people's money, which they knew damn well they could still take a cut of, mm. and you know, not be punished for. So that is a moral hazard, and that's exactly what they've gotten away with, and they're still getting away with, and what the rest of us are paying for. Get your stinking rat out. It's late night large. Mike, we're going to take the moral ethical dilemma stance into the school playground, okay? Because, let's let's face it, especially secondary school, but obviously primary school as well, it's when we as children first come into contact, really, with opposing factions. Hmm. With children that we might not get on with. We have to start to impose our own morals on how we act, rather than just being, like... Taught them. Yeah. Take them out into the we, real we world. Have to, yeah, we have to, yeah. Because, let's face it, even at nursery, to a certain extent, you're only surrounded by people who've been heavily vetted by your parents. You know, friends, 
relatives when you're into the school playground that's the, your first experience of the real world where you will have opposing views you'll have people who maybe don't like you to deal with no I never had that <laughs> so yeah this is the first time when we really come to grips get to grips with the concept of moral dilemmas let's say primary school for instance Mike can you think of an example of a moral dilemma that you face in the playground uh, either regularly or, or something that crops up now and again do I steal my mate's lunch do I not steal my mate's lunch <laughs> oh tennis ball just came over here it's the kids around, playing around the corner <sighs> Do I stick it in my pocket and then we can play with it at lunch and uh, say, so you yeah. or do I, you know, give it back to them? You know, ta-da, off you go. Uh, uh, well, another great example, okay? I'll give another great example of uh, going along those lines. Obviously, as a, as a young kid, that that was a big thing, having a ball to play with, wasn't it? A decent ball to play with. It was massive. It was, it was one of the biggest. As a, as a kid, that was one of the biggest things. Definitely, that's all you worried about. Yeah, so, okay, uh, say you've got a great football I don't know who brought it in. It's probably not the schools. It's Greg Ross. <laughs> well, we did fall in love with the Greg Ross face. Yeah. Greg Ross. He's brought in a football. Okay. And Matty Gri- Gibb. Great. Let's take it home. <laughs> no. Anyway, Matty Gibb ends up uh, belting it straight through a teacher's window. Bloody idiot. Well done, Matty Gibb. But basically, we're all having to suffer because the teacher, you know, rightly or wrongly, I'd probably suggest rightly, confiscates the ball and uh, says you're not having this back now until the end of term okay thus our fun is ruined now Matty Gibb he uh, he sees his opportunity the next lunchtime alright okay the window's been boarded up and he's about to be repaired let's forget the window anyway he's in the corridor when he spots the ball sat under the the headmaster's desk okay and he has a window of opportunity and he suddenly thinks I can nip into that office, snatch the ball, run, get it outside. We'll have a great kick about lunchtime. It might be the end of lunch by the time they discover what I've done. At which time I'll probably get in a hell of a lot of trouble. But that's just... Uh, that, is that not a moral dilemma? Uh, what's actually happened as a result of them going out and being able to play football? Nothing bad has come of it. Apart, the only well, thing that's Well, going to get into deep trouble. Well... Yeah, but that, you know, the only bad thing that's happened is he's disobeying an authority figure, right? Yeah, but that's repercussions for man. Well, it's up to him, isn't it? Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, personally, I'd rather he did take <laughs> the team. <laughs> I was going to say, there's negatives both sides for him because he's going to be in trouble. His friends are going to hate him if he doesn't do it, and if he does, he's going to get in deep trouble. Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's take it away from that. Sorry, Matt Gibb, we didn't mean to uh, make a scapegoat of you there. Another great example. Yes, we did. One that I'm going to take into uh, to further de- depth as we as we progress. Duress, the idea of duress, bullies, okay, bullies on the school playground. Great example. Would you not agree? Yeah, I say so. Okay, bullies. We have a moral dilemma. Okay, a bully is is constantly threatening you. Okay, you come in, you give him your lunch money. You then have a moral dilemma. You've been given much lunch money by your mum. You go into school. You try and avoid him all day, but the bully catches up with you. He demands to have your lunch money. If you give him your lunch money, he won't beat you up for the rest of the day. If you do give him your lunch money, you won't have anything to eat. You'll be starving the rest of the day. You know, you're gonna be. It's not gonna be too pleasant. Do you get what I mean? 
Yeah. So, I, I hear. So, yeah. How would you deal with that moral dilemma, Mike? I kick the shit out of him. <laughs> right, but bust out Des and Troy, yeah. Yeah, bust out Des and Troy and uh, open up a can of whoop have, have you uh, have you got any proper advice for kids that might even be suffering from this? Yes. Take two lots of lunch money. Oh. And uh, no, of course, <laughs> no, of no, course. No. These days, that can be got around. Proper kiddies, advice. kiddies, get your parents to pay for your lunches online. Okay? No, 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 don't no, carry no. money with you. Do carry money with you, because then you know what you don't spend on your lunch at school. You go into the shop, you get off the bus, you go into the <laughs> shop, you, know, you get yourself some sweets, little something, something. Yeah, 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 that's what you do, right? But Self-defense. you got an issue uh, with a bully. I, I, you know, I can offer my services. And you know, for for a small fee, I probably to be fair, I'd probably rob you more than the bully. Exactly. And I'm saying this as if there's small children listening. Exactly. Oh, there could be secondary school people listening. Potentially. Or we know there are. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) So what we're saying is probably best to learn self-defence, but um. You know, if you if you can soothe situations with your words, kiddies, it's a very good life skill. Okay, try and defuse the situation without having to hand over money or whatever. However, that, or you know, hit the track and work on your running, and uh, run away. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good one, Mike. Or bust out Des and Troy. Uh... Open up a can of whoopers. <laughs> <laughs> At least then you've tried. You know, you you stood up for yourself. All right, maybe you, you you know maybe he does beat you up, but yeah, he's got respect that you try. Which bring up, brings us to the dress, the idea of dress. Now, Mike, dress is is one of the I'd say the most common uh, themes of say moral dilemmas. Somebody's threatening you or your family. Do you know what I mean? Example. He knows. He knows. Yeah. Example. Somebody has kidnapped your family. And they're holding them to ransom. That, that's an example because people would say, "Oh, it's not much of a moral dilemma." Well, either you bankrupt yourself and you get your family back, or obviously you're you're always going to try and save your family. But what I mean is, it's still a massive moral dilemma, isn't it? I can offer my services as well for this if you need. I've got another uh, a, be- a better example. Okay, a better example: being a drug runner, drug mule. I suppose because you got, you let's got... face it, somebody's bound to be threatening you. Oi, you. Cut these drugs over here. Uh, no, no thanks. Uh, see you later. Hey, I'll cut your throat. All right. Cut the drugs, please. We'll see you on the other side. Moral dilemma there, there is obvious. It's the threat of death. On the opposing side, how long are you going to get in prison if you get caught? I mean, it's it's pretty horrible situation either way, isn't it? You're either going to have some heavy ready to uh, stick a knife in you, or what you're going to potentially especially if it's a Saudi jail you've been in jail for 20 years mm. indeed as well as that obviously there's the moral implication of bringing drugs into the country you know what? why would you want to feed fuel a habit that causes so much misery to so many people I don't know maybe that's just me Mike we're going to end I think by coming up with some comedy moral dilemmas ok go on then oh, here it goes <laughs> bow, bow. ok Mike Here's a good one. Okay, you're in the middle of a big castle courtyard, okay? And uh, all the... Uh, every entrance and exit around the castle, at the ramparts and whatever, has been blocked off. You say you wake up in the middle of the stone floor. All right. Suddenly, a lion appears. Okay? You obviously... 
you know, you probably move towards the drawbridge to try and get away. No, just roll up my sleeves. Okay. And then you realise you realise that the only way out, because the drawbridge is missing, the only way out is to leap into the moat that's infested with crocodiles. Okay? The the only implement you have on you is one grenade. What do you do? You throw the grenade into the moat. <laughs> Right, you you wait for it to go off, big explosion. You think even if that doesn't have to necessarily have killed any crocodiles, but it's going to scare them away from there, so, like for a while. It's going to scare them away. Then you jump in after it, like obviously wait for the explosion to happen, like, <laughs> and then you jump in like immediately after it, and then quick get the head out of the moat onto onto the dry land. Mm, okay, uh, that way. Dubious. N- that way. Curious. That way. You're you're out. You haven't been eaten by anything, right? And also, like you, yeah, you're out of the. Not only have you if you use it on the lion, all right, you've killed the lion. You immediately your your immediate danger's like over, but you're still stuck and you can't yeah. get out. Of and that you don't place. know there's not more lions. And, well, if you if, well if you kill oh, exactly, but if you kill a lion, how do you get out? You've got nothing to nothing to aid you. To like, no, you've got to jump into the moat at some point. Then, yeah, okay. that's the only way okay, out. Okay, here's an idea for you. So either you jump into a, a crocodile invest- infested <laughs> moat, or you do it after throwing a grenade in there. Okay, well, that's a good thing. I, although I could suggest one way of doing it is, um, oh, you haven't got a knife though. That's the problem. I was going to suggest gutting the lion and wearing his skin as you jump in the moat, which might provide a bit of protection from a. Uh, no, probably not. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's the only comedy one I could think of. Before we go, I was just gonna—I was just gonna come up with another point, Mike. The—the the thing about moral dilemmas, you can get moral dilemmas that, on the surface, seem to be obvious. But what are you saying? Just saying, just saying to people out there that, that things are more complicated in life than than you imagine. Let me give you a good example. There's a girl you work with, and you notice she's coming in every week with uh, with bruises, right? You uh, you get it out of her eventually one day, although she's very reticent. That uh, her husband beats her up, but she has she has children, so that makes you even angrier. What are you going to do? Well, of course you say, "Oh, I'll go around there, twat the guy, or or you know, pin him against the wall and could say you touch her, her again." Cause her no trouble. Now, what's the fallout from that? She could potentially end up homeless. He could potentially snap and kill her one day. Uh, you know things aren't black and white you can't just wade into a situation and make you know you can't say oh I'll choose which side of the moral dilemma I'm going on and then that makes it right there are fallouts from everything this is true abusive relationships is just one example drug addiction that's another thing you can go into thinking you know oh I can see I can clearly see the right path here I can clearly see what what's the right thing to do there are, you know there are repercussions from everything I think what we should probably end on the theme the um you know, the maxim we should end on is there are no black and white moral dilemmas. Very good. Very good. I agree. Yeah. Thank you. Good good place to leave. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, nothing left to say, but use your grenade wisely. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>